0: the Quantum Mechanics. Yes, we are the Quantum Mechanics with a paranormal podcast that delves under the hood and makes sure that our car is ready for the journey into the strange and the unexplained. Um, ben, today, I've got no idea what we're doing today. You've, you've kept this
1: as a real surprise for me, which I uh, I quite like. Well, this is something that I've sort of been interested in for a while and then I started pulling on some threads and it took the story to a really unusual place um so today's episode is all about the hat man have you ever have you ever heard about the hat man
0: no i haven't heard about the hat man
1: okay so
0: that sounds great it sounds perfect i can see the movie now well
1: there is terrible documentary on the hat man i watched it as part of the research for this and about halfway through it was like no this is <laughs> this is not how i would do this so um i've just ignored that and i i've um i've been researching so that, one, that one was more like the
0: Bubble hat man was
1: it <sighs> well no he just well look i'm sure the director was trying to achieve something but it didn't necessarily achieve what i thought it would the hat man okay is you you're aware of what a shadow person is, right? Yeah, yeah. So but maybe all, but maybe all our audience isn't so. So okay, so the sh- a shadow person is uh, something that you tend to see. Um, you can see it when you're fully conscious, and it is a uh, a human is is all you'd expect. It's a human shaped figure, but it's completely black, and it tends to sort of absorb the light around it and you can see it walking uh you know in in front of you you can see it uh you can detect them on cameras and sometimes you see them in hypnagogic states while you're in between awaken consciousness uh, in, fact, sorry. in fact,
0: Ruth Roper Wild talked about them, didn't she? She, she did mention w- a few... F- in a, our a Halloween few... special, she said her favourite haunted place has got them. And she can, that's she right.
1: Them yeah, yeah, that's right. But the Hat Man is uh, a very particular sort of shadow person. And it's called the Hat Man because it is... It's literally the shape of a man wearing a fedora and... Uh, appearing to be wearing a long coat. And he right. appears to people all over the world, people who have seen the hat man on a recurring basis. Often they are not aware that other people see the hat man. And it's only when you start digging into it that you find out that lots and lots of people share this Hatman experience. And there are different ways that the hat man is experienced as i say some people do see it in waking times um some people see it whilst they are asleep but one of the uh, sort of overriding commonalities around it is that it doesn't appear to be a good entity and it often appears to younger people it seems to be um particularly focused around children and early adults and this is the bizarre thing. It really has only started to appear. Well, the first case that I could really find that you could actually hang your hat on and say, <laughs> sorry, no so pun intended. Did Didn't even know what I was doing there. <laughs> um is in is in the late nineteen seventies. And right. uh in that instance it was described as a you know, a shadowy figure, almost as a black yeah. mass. Um and that this is the first time when this hat Came is up. mentioned and comes out and becomes the overriding thing. Um, Was it
0: always a fedora?
1: Was yes, it always it's a fedora always a fedora, fedora, yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, do you think that's where they
0: got the, the kind of... Because there's that kind of uh, bit in Breaking Bad, isn't there? Because he famously wears a fedora hat. But there's there's a bit where he's kind of worshipped in a kind of dark way as well i wonder if right. that was influenced by that or it oh. might be completely separate but it's interesting that's the way when i think of fedora hat i think of walter white in breaking bad
1: right yeah yeah but the fedora hat and this will come up later is obviously something that was worn generally by men in the 40s and 50s yeah and it and and that long trench coat's Uh, or cape thing was often worn alongside it as well it was a it was a legitimate piece of fashion and that's why you know when it it, before i sort of became familiar with the lore of the hat man this is something you know that fedora hat and that coat it's almost like um what you would expect from uh like a film noir detective thing it's it's a very stereotypical detective Look to put yeah. that that hat on in in those you know gumshoe detectives kind of thing. I'd love to be able to pull off a fedora hat, but I don't think I can. But there's something really cool about them. There is something really cool about them, but unfortunately, this entity isn't so cool and appears to give off uh, a very unpleasant uh, aura about him. Vibe, At, a vibe, and then. One of the things which really comes up and strikes you second to the fact that this is, you know, universal across countries and people is the fact that he appears in people's sleep and becomes the entity when people have sleep paralysis that is right. sitting on a person's chest and choking them. In fact, there's a uh, a passage about this uh, in a, a book by uh, an author called Heidi Hollis, and she wrote that um, about 15 years ago. And she talks about the similarity between the Hatman experience and the old hag syndrome. Are you familiar yeah. with the old hag syndrome?
0: I am, yeah. And weirdly, I, I think we may have briefly mentioned this before, but I I had a sleep paralysis incident once, but I had a kind of monk-like figure that jumped on my chest when I had the experience.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Any features or...? No. uh, No, well, it was quite a
0: shadowy figure, so I don't think I ever saw a face, so that kind of fits your hat, man. There was no fedora, though. In my mind, it was more like a monk's uh cape or a hoodie type thing right right but but I had the classic where I thought I was I was having a dream about it and then I woke up and then I saw this shadowy figure sitting in the corner of the room and then it came at me and jumped on my chest and I was sure I was awake And then I kind of managed to pull myself out of it and the whole thing dissipated. But I remember I was disturbed about it for weeks on end because I didn't know what sleep paralysis was. It really, it was was one of those things that really affected me for a few months until I I think I stumbled across a documentary on sleep paralysis and I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I had. Right. Because it really felt like I was awake. It didn't feel like a dream in any way, shape or form.
1: Right, right, right. Well... Interesting. This is this is where the term nightmare comes from. I didn't realise ah. that, but the, the, the original meaning of the word nightmare doesn't mean a bad dream. It means that uh, you've had this experience. And the original way to describe the phenomena was in the terms of being visited by a demon. Right. So um, the night hag or the old hag was the name given to this supernatural creature that was associated with this phenomena of sleep paralysis, and there's a really famous painting from 1781 by Henry Fuseli, which um, sort of depicts this sleep paralysis with um, a person asleep on the bed and this horrible entity like squeezing the life out of them by sitting yeah. on their chest. And of course, the um, uh, the medical explanation for this is that when you go to sleep your body turns off your brain turns off the parts of your body that it uh so that you can't move so that when you have a dream about running you don't start running it sort of disconnects the, the motors but in sleep paralysis the theory is that whilst those parts of your brain remain uh turned off your consciousness turns back on again. Yep. And then in an effort to make sense of what you're experiencing, this um, this rather nasty dream state happens. Yeah, I think also because
0: there's that – I think it's triggered by a slight random misfiring in the brain. And then, as you said, your body's still paralysed. I think you're you're not – I don't think you're fully conscious. I think you're semi-conscious – but also your uh subconscious is still engaged you're you're kind of you know like that REM state thing um your subconscious is still engaged so it's almost like you're hallucinating while you're awake and you're completely paralyzed at the same time right. so there there, ha, there have been some discussion that uh a lot of alien abduction stories could be linked to sleep paralysis because, yes. from a scientific point of view, rather than a paranormal, because for some people that state can go on for up to two days. So Good if Lord, you really? Yeah, really. If so, if you were out in like in the you know if you were out on your own somewhere and you 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 had a, I don't know what you call it, an episode of sleep paralysis, you could be just hallucinating for up to two days. and you imagine what your brain would kind of fill in in that time? So they do think there's a possibility it can be linked to kind of alien abduction stories as well as the kind of stories that we're talking about today.
1: Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I suppose one of the, the things that really jumps out when you start... So when you start looking at the Hatman specifically from the angle of sleep paralysis you have to wonder why this entity wasn't described this way before the 70s but Be- before that it was described in a number of different ways like i say uh, that painting it describes it as a demonic visitation it's clearly uh, like a little impish demon that is sitting on the person's chest um and then subsequently, you find other people drawing paintings. You sort of see like the nightmare thing, like a almost an evil, uh, an evil horse, which is a strange thing to think of, but I can understand it. Um, the mare bit comes, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So a nightmare, as in horse.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the uh, to not so if you were going to be visited by an entity in the 1700s it does make perfect sense that it would be demonic but why (laughs) you know that's how you would describe it because that is what is in the common parlance and what you were saying there about aliens I completely get that as well because if you've watched like E.T. or um, uh, any of those movies which depict you know uh alien beings that come and visit you in in the night or whatever there may be that your subconscious would supplant that yeah but i think one of the most mysterious things about the Hatman is why people would see that image it is not an obvious yeah. image and it only starts since the last since the the, the 70s and this is sorry really... i just i
0: just had this feeling though that if you'd have seen one in the 1700s like that, you'd have gone, where did he get that hat? That's so cool.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you would, you would. Um, and it, and we, when we get to the culmination of where I'm going with this story, this hat does play an important part because there are some theories around it. But I thought it'd be good to get a uh, a from the experiencer's mouth Account of what it feels like. So before I found... we move on to that, can Ooh. I just
0: just one more bit that I just that, that always puzzles me in the sleep paralysis stories is the thing about the chest because I oh, yeah. I experience something on my chest. Mm. You know, it, it, it's a. I don't think all sleep paralysis stories follow the same. narrative Narrative. yeah but but most of them seem to yeah which which is a single figure whether it's a witch or a kind of uh you know this this hat man or whatever it is or the thing that i saw and then it comes at you and it's on your chest Mm. and i i'd never as far as i know before i had this thing i was in my kind of you know late 20s so it's a long time ago but before i had this incident I'd never heard of the legend of it, as far as I know. Mm. So mm. W- why would it, yeah, weird how everybody seems to be experiencing a similar phenomena, whether they know about its history or not.
1: Yes, that's a very good point. Like, why why an evil entity? Why don't you, uh, why doesn't your brain put in there that you're like underwater or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah, I get you yeah interesting or in interesting. space
0: even you know if you're gonna go the alien route you know why didn't you feel oh I'm in space and somebody's opened the hatch or you know all well, the airs come out or I can see there might be a physical thing about breathing or whatever but yeah it seems that everybody seems to follow the same narrative or a lot of people do anyway
1: yeah no that's true and and people i i I did read some accounts of um, people who've met the old hag and the old hag um they say that they can hear her breathing and her sort of sometimes evil laughter, and they describe that she smells terrible. All of these things are sort of common. But what I would say the difference between an old hag syndrome in this case and the Hatman is that not everybody sees the hat man when they have sleep paralysis they see the hat man at other times whereas um the old hag syndrome really does seem to just apply to sleep paralysis right which obviously there is another thread there on what is sleep paralysis but um let's let's go back to that another time let's talk let's talk about this fellow with his hat yeah so this is this is a really good sort of um standard first-hand account that i found on a forum about um sleep paralysis and this the person who was writing this had only just discovered that the hat man was a thing and some other posters had said i sounds like you've encountered the hat man and this person was saying oh what's that then oh yeah okay and so um They come back with this post and they say, I met the hat man whilst I was staying over at my parents' house. It was shortly after I moved out and they still had my old bed in what is now the guest room. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't move. I saw the dark room around me, moonlight coming in through the window, and there he was, standing next to the bed, facing me. He was definitely wearing a hat, an old-fashioned style, and I can only assume that he was also wearing a coat. I could more or less only see his outline against the brighter wall behind him. And I knew if he got closer to me, something terrible would happen. I don't know what or how. I just knew if he got to me, it wouldn't be pleasurable. And that's when I realised I was in a sleep paralysis and needed to wake up. So that account there, that seems very, very similar to perhaps what you encountered and what a lot of yeah, other sleep paralysis similar. people say. Yeah. Um yeah. so in reply to that post where they're definitely just talking about seeing the hat man during sleep paralysis, somebody else replies and says, So I've been seeing the hat man on and off for about three years now, sometimes in my dreams, sometimes whilst I'm awake. My first encounter happened about 5am when I was getting ready to go to work. I walked out of my front door and across the street from where my car is parked, I see this man in some kind of cloak and a hat. And I think to myself, why is someone else out this early? Because as far as I knew, no one else in my neighborhood was awake at this time. So I try to say hello and get in my car. Whilst I'm getting in my car, I look away for a couple of seconds and this guy is two blocks down the street from where he was before. At this point, I'm confused as to what's going on when I notice how tall he is. He's standing next to a street light, which is around 10 feet tall, and he is nearly as tall as it. Oh, yeah. So now I'm kind of freaking out. So I drove the other way before seeing uh, him up ahead that way. Now I'm wondering if I'm dreaming or not, but nope, I'm wide awake. So that is... Oh, yeah. Um, that is kind of how people start to see this entity when they're not in their when they're not in, in this a... sleep paralysis state yeah
0: and is there a connection between the slender man and the hat man, which came first is there? it, it sounds oh the hatman
1: definitely like. the the hatman definitely <laughs> comes first and the the slender man is is very much a product of um creepy pasta. Right. internet forums it, it has a well understood lineage of coming from a photo competition held online right. um and then so you there's know, no we, no direct connection it's not like no the, no the hat, the hat
0: man's morphed into the slender man into no the no
1: culture. no no i i think they, they they are two different things and we could argue that maybe slender man has picked up um you know has become traits. tropes, tropes yeah tropes but because it's a because it's you know a fictional creation, then people have just created those things um into its character but w- what what I think is fascinating about this is after that last uh comment uh and story about seeing this person in real life um he then goes on after a couple of comments to say. Uh, at work I tell one of my co-workers about it and he says he's seen the same thing but whilst he was dreaming that's the last time sorry that's the first time I saw the hat man I've seen him a lot more since then but I've tried saying things like you don't scare me but it doesn't seem to work I don't even fear him anymore if he was going to do me any harm it's already been done so so that is a there we've got personal story there between one person and their co-workers and this is how that thread of conversation happened he starts posting uh on a uh on a forum about seeing this odd uh entity other people say oh you've seen the hat man he goes well this is what it is and then he reiterates oh okay so i told my co-workers about it and they've seen it as well so this is like incredibly common and in very diverse situations.
0: And that those kind of repeat visits was making me think about we talked about this in the episode on fairies as well. So it's the fairy thing of repeat visits. There's the alien reduction thing of repeat visits and now this as well. And that story yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Piece. Yeah, yeah. And and um to to go back to what I was saying before about how this Entity seems to favor younger people for some reason. Um, this is just a very short story. Um, and this person says, I was about nine or 10 years old and I just walked out of my bathroom into a hallway and bumped into a figure, which I thought was my dad. I said, excuse me to it thinking of course it was my dad. I then looked up and saw a looming black cardboard cut out man with no features whatsoever Except a black top hat. The thing I was dead.
0: Lo- <laughs> <laughs> the thing Sorry.
1: literally looked like a cardboard cutout of a man with a hat. How weird would that be. Right. Incredibly so. And, yeah. and and so I'm not gonna keep telling these stories because they're they're all the same. It is all um this peculiar figure. He never shows any facial features, but he is somehow locked in a nineteen forties and nineteen fifties dress sense, and and I think you know. As an aside, what's a good time
0: for fashion, though? It is a good look.
1: It certainly covers a myriad of hair issues, if you know, particularly for the <laughs> for figura. the for the older gentleman. Um, But, yeah, I think it's particularly weird that, um, you know, a lot of our stories interlink and this one will interlink in a way you won't imagine shortly. But um, when we were, again, this comes up time and time again, when we were talking to Ruth about uh, figures who uh, appear as ghosts, who appear appear to be wearing what we would describe as Victorian clothing. And she pointed out, or we don't really, the layperson doesn't know what Victorian clothing is, which is absolutely a fair point. But this, this clothing, it, it is like the fedora. It is from a certain point in, in history. And we know that it's from the 20th century and we know where it comes from that look. So a, why have we got an entity who seems to go around you know, coming from that, at least from that fashion era. And also, B, what, what still fascinates me is that the fact there's a, uh, a paranormal entity can manifest clothes. Like, yep. I don't I, – I find that very weird.
0: It, not if, not just clothes, though, Ben. Stylish clothes. Because, we, again, we've had that yeah. theme quite a lot, right? We've had yeah. – when we did the fairies thing, though, like – waistcoats, really, you know, nice-looking stuff. Ruth told that story of she saw that ghostly figure at the side of the road with this sparkling jacket. Do you remember? Yeah, she, absolutely, yeah Ruth, yeah. Ruth said while she was driving, and it, it was like reflecting frost and all kinds of stuff. We got this guy in the fedora and the kind of nice kind of, ja- you know, long, long jacket or cloak. You know, the paranormal are just a well-dressed bunch and I'd love to get to the bottom of that.
1: I yes they are and and maybe it comes down to how they want to portray themselves. Perhaps that's Well because I'm of it. thinking
0: a cliche of a ghost. If you think about Halloween, you know, a, a, things like Dracula and stuff aside, but if you think of a ghost or a zombie, it's always covered in blood and ripped shirts and looking really scruffy. The actual truth of the paranormal is they're bloody dapper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, except for uh, your your werewolves and such, which tends to be
0: used. Well, yeah, but that's because the clothing gets ripped. They're dapper beforehand. It's a bit like the Incredible Hulk.
1: Oh, that's right. And they just get left with a pair of trousers that has been burst out of. I'm just saying we've had.
0: You know, amazing waistcoats when we did the kind of fairies <laughs> and goblin thing. And lovely ha- shoes. Lovely shoes, handcrafted in mouse skin. We've had Ruth with her guy with the jacket that kind of reflects frost and all kinds of stuff. We've got the Fedora hat. We've had multiple waistcoats. We've you had
1: know what Keanu, I'm we, we've had Keanu Reeves suits. We've had the a Fully animated suit, yeah, yeah. The stockings, yeah, that wasn't Keanu. Before we get any lawyers' notes, I mean,
0: maybe this is all the fashion designers who passed on. Coco Chanel is really busy in the afterlife,
1: I think. <laughs> well, that's possibly it.
0: <laughs> but I've, ta- I've taken us down a route which wasn't intended. I'm sorry.
1: No, 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 that's absolutely fine. So this is this is where things start to uh perhaps we can start to put a hypothesis around this so whilst i was investigating all the different sightings and i was collating like stories and it is true like like i say they all are pretty much the same so you know go and go and look them up for yourself there's a lot of compelling ones on youtube but then i came across this youtuber um called Gigi or gigi i'm not quite sure how she pronounces her name um but she says that she kept encountering um this particular entity in her room all the time and it also turns out that she is a remote viewer yeah so she decided to do a remote viewing on this entity and this is what she says so she says that her first impressions were that she was in an apartment or a hotel room that looked like it was from the 50s or 60s she says that it had a sense of real sadness and loneliness and on the coffee table she saw a manila folder that said watchers and her conclusion is that this hatman was someone who was involved in a government program where psychics were being trained to do remote viewing Whoa. and so her kind of theory is that he is or uh, like a, a a hum an ex human who was doing some kind of psychic research whether it was just whether it was remote viewing or something else but he appears to be stuck in this state and for some reason is appearing to people when they don't want him to appear to them wow. and and she says that he he isn't evil he's just really miserable about what's going on and he doesn't understand where Is so so a bit, a a bit like you know, that
0: Philadelphia experiment, whatever he's kind of stuck between two places.
1: Well, funny you should say that because the Philadelphia experiment absolutely plays into this. So, um, the for people who don't know, the Philadelphia experiment is a supposed incident that took place with the USS Eldridge when uh, this was in uh, during a secret second world war experiment where the ship was rendered invisible teleported to New York and some of the crew were also teleported to another dimension and encountered aliens they teleported through time and the whole thing resulted in the deaths of several sailors some of which were said to be fused with the ship's hull and some of which were uh, just completely disappeared. And that Philadelphia experiment was not alone. Some of the people who were uh, taking part in that uh, experiment, they weren't just sailors, there were Secret Service and CIA people there for unknown reasons and it's quite possible that if you're going to do something as esoteric as make an entire warship go invisible then you've got some other people there who are doing um some peculiar things and then i've got to think
0: you wouldn't start with a warship would you let's just give it a go with a warship you you'd build
1: up to it wouldn't you yeah well exactly you would you would think that but um, let me just share this image with you. That there is an Ooh, that's image... that's a
0: lot of fedora hats. That there wow. is an
1: image of four people who were not the core crew of the USS Eldridge who apparently boarded it before this experiment. And oh, as this is the medium is weird. of audio, there are four men, all wearing long trench coats and fedoras. We will we will put
0: this, we always do, as regular listeners will know, we always do a Facebook photo album to go along with every episode. So links to that will be in the description of the podcast or on our social media, and we'll put that image up. That's extraordinary, Ben. Mm,
1: I thought so. And, I wonder... and, there, and there'd
0: been no connection between, I know you're going to tell us more about that Philadelphia thing, but there'd be yeah. no connection between the Hatman and the Philadelphia e- uh, experiment before this lady did her remote no. session? No, no? Wow.
1: no, not at all. No, no, no. The So she doesn't directly link this to the Philadelphia experiment. That Philadelphia experiment thing uh, and theory comes out of subsequent conversations that I have discovered and they're largely just comments. And the whole thing is is unprovable, Uh but it's interesting that she says, you know, the watchers, what could that possibly mean? I did have a look through, um, because we've been there before the CIA online library, where you can find out all about, um, project Stargate and all of that. There is nothing in there that refers to the watchers, but it's an intriguing word, the watchers. And she describes this, um, this feeling of sadness and despair and it's in the fifties or sixties. So if you were part of an experiment that had gone horribly wrong and you felt like what you were trying to do was about to be, you know, undone, um, you weren't going to play a big part in history because there was something unsuccessful and you knew that there was something bad, Going down, sort of. I I hesitate to use the word paranormal, but um, certainly not from. You know what you're doing is not going to be something that Congress could ever know about because they would poo-poo it. And so you're stuck in this state where you're part of this group who were trying to do something. You thought you were going to do great. You didn't. And then something happens to you, and then you end up as this bizarre entity known as the Hatman who is attempting whatever it is some kind of communication but can yeah. we per- perhaps link the the whatever happened to the USS Eldridge to the Hatman and it seems like there is there's a good argument that you could
0: well I I did it before you'd even told me the story as soon as you said about the remote yeah. viewing bit I just the Philadelphia experiment was the first thing that came into my head. And there was something about the image that you showed me of the men in the fedoras. They kind of, you know, they remind me of a kind of early Men in Black type thing as well. There's that connection. And while you were talking about the hat man, the Men in Black was just going through my head as well.
1: Yeah. Well, interestingly, early accounts of the Men in Black, they don't describe um, people in sort of sharp Will Smith suits the two key yeah. points are they do describe people uh in those fedoras and they are driving uh unusually well-looked-after cars that are a little bit older than their time and right. you know what how would you describe the men in black if you were in there maybe you'd describe yeah. them as the watchers yeah 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 so wow my i don't like it's impossible to have a conclusion because i don't know but it seems like the hat man isn't just another shadow person it is somebody like it it feels like it's possibly somebody who is involved with the u.s government doing some kind of on the edge experimentation experiments or science yeah yeah and,
0: and the, you, you said the description earlier of the, I think it was the lady who thought it was her dad and it was like a cardboard cutout yes. with a hat. Is, is, is that cardboard cutoutness? ness is that, is that a regular experience or is that yeah, just it, her experience? Is, that, no, is no, that a thing?
1: No, no, it is a regular thing. Hmm. Um, some people describe him as blacker than black. But also as two-dimensional. So right. um, there's some somebody. Um, one of the descriptions that made me sort of fully understand what they meant was um, they were talking about um, how you have black symbols on road signs, and you sometimes have right. depictions of of people, like when you have old people crossing. It's a two-dimensional. Yeah thing but you can almost see you can tell in that in that photograph in that sorry illustration there's like a walking stick and the way that they describe they show that it's old people is that there's usually two people with a long coat on there implying that they're sort of bent over old people and this is and 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 this is what they're saying about the hat man there are no there is no two there is no three-dimensional aspect to him there is no uh, facial features, there's no eyes to be um, scared of or anything like that. It is simply this shape. Right.
0: Although I'm feeling now, if I see a, a road sign that's got a silhouette of a man in a fedora hat, I'm
1: doing a handbrake turn <laughs> and turning round. I believe there is one in the States. I hadn't heard it, but somebody said... Really oh yeah, there is there is a road sign in the states which has a man in a fedora on it. Um, goodness knows what it might be for, but you know, could be a warning about pedestrians wow. or something. But um, I, <laughs> two-dimensional it, I, entity ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> warning: shadow people.
1: <laughs> Sleep um,
0: paralysis may occur.
1: But I, I think this is like when you start really thinking about it logically and logic tends to be a difficult thing to keep your arms around when you're talking about things like this but um if there was if we if we assume that um that there is some sort of entity which you can perceive during sleep paralysis which you could also perceive out of sleep paralysis why like I know we were having a laugh about fashions, but why would it suddenly go? Oh well, it's the late seventies. Better start dressing as something dressing twenty like years the before. 50s. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and at what point does does he start wearing? You know, is he one day? Are people going to start talking about MC Hammer people that turn up in massive baggy loon pants and stuff? Because yeah. they've just gone. Oh, like yeah, we forgot. We need to update our image again let's look at a music video from 1991. It doesn't, it doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. actual sense. It feels like in every story that we know about where entities turn up wearing something, there's, you, you could usually guess a reason for it. It's either like, it's what they died in, uh, or it yeah. was what they think they look best in. I you know fairies, they, who knows what they think they look good in. But, but if you were a, demon it seems like a really odd thing to go yeah the hat and coat that's the look i'm going for just stay as a. you've been a demon for thousands of years and you were happy with that just just go with that just
0: take the the ghost tailor jack get another fedora out from the back we got another one
1: here oh the hat man's back (laughs) yeah another one what did you do with the last one I, I feel like sometimes he must be like, my name isn't the hat man. Yeah. I'm, I'm called Mike Smith, Jesus. My hat isn't all I'm about. I've got other things. <laughs> I, I've
0: got this vision of him going, I ordered this online and it's three-dimensional. I want a two-dimensional <laughs> one.
1: It's it's a bloody odd thing, though. and like, I love
0: the way that story flows, though. It's just... And, you know, like I said, I kind of made the connections before you revealed them. Yeah, yeah. So it does that, you know, there's the whole weirdness about sleep paralysis in itself. And as I know for myself, the fact that you experience something that people have been experiencing in a very similar way for hundreds of years is bizarre in itself then you've got this the two dimensional thing does intrigue me with this story as well because it i think it does lend itself to that narrative of some weird american 1950s experiment with the fashion and the two dimensional bit and you know the philadelphia experiment as well kind of tied in there as as an example of the kind of thing that picture as well that picture you showed is amazing mm, um mm. And then we've got remote viewing in there with this this woman remote viewing. Although she, not traditional, I, I, I could see Daz and Paul H. Smith going, well, it's not a blind target, is it? If she goes to goes herself, how does she do that? Nobody well, said it for her.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is, that is a good point. Um, I guess... I guess we just have to make allowances for maybe she's using a different well, technique. I mean or maybe she's
0: remote viewing in the way that Sue, who we interviewed, did as a spirit healer. Maybe it's different.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it it could well be that. It could be. And I think intriguing
0: though, really intriguing.
1: I think it's I think it's intriguing because um the first time I started hearing about the the Hat Man was listening to um I've referenced it before, but I really love listening to um Jim Harold's Campfire. Yeah. Where which is if you haven't sorted it out, it's great. It's, it's just a podcast with people telling their own tales of the paranormal. And um he pointed out that the Hat Man comes up again and again and again. And so then when you start looking for it, you realise Yeah, it's it is something that is universal. It appears to cross cultures like I think that's the other important thing to note. It isn't just um, Western cultures, whereas that fedora is is, you know, mostly a Western uh, cultural thing. But you get this in Arabic cultures. You you get this in Australia, although yeah, Australia is Westernized. But yeah, but it it is not something which is peculiar to the you know the US and the UK. Yeah, and and it is it is there is such a volume of reports. I don't think it's just uh, you know people making it up. It's also really X filey in a way in the. Yeah if you were going to come up with a character for the x-files that is exactly what you'd come up with because yeah you know it's it's like um it's it's almost like a parody of the smoking man in in there yeah well but,
0: it, it's reminding me a bit as well um of the tv series version of project blue book as well because they've tied in oh, yeah. some of those elements that set around that time even though not all the stories do come from that time. So they they did they did remote viewing on there so they took it out of they did a kind of stargate thing but set it back in the 50s. Right, yeah, yeah. You see what I mean. Yeah. So um so they had that and they had yeah similar looking so whether they brought in all this folklore into um paranormal lore into the scripts of that but it did remind me a lot about that. So it yeah, there's something about it that's that's definitely fits in with that time frame, the Cold War, you know, UFO sightings around the 50s. There's all kinds of stuff that's bubbling up around that time, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it? absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's it's one of those things where um if it if it is that entity, if it is, you know, a, gov- a government scientist who is appearing to everybody. What are they although, trying to say?
0: Yeah, and although if you t- uh, if it does tie in with sleep paralysis, I guess it could jump off the back of it. But you know, sleep paralysis has been going on for hundreds of years. So unless there's some kind of time travel involved as well, which again, yeah. does suit your Philadelphia experiment theory as well. But yes. then, why are people not seeing? Then we're back to why weren't people seeing the fedora in the 1700s?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then you go to Ruth's
0: Rope and Wild thing that we kind of process the things in a way that we can make sense of. So yeah. you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't go, oh, they were wearing a really weird hat and a long coat. You'd go, they were wearing a cloak and a monk's hood, wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. Well... I'd be really interested if any of our listeners have ever come across The Hat Man. Yeah. Like, um, I said that I wanted to see a black-eyed kid and then people told me I didn't and I kind of agree with them. So, no, I don't think I do want to see The Hat Man. But if you've come across The Hat Man, I would be very intrigued. I'd also like to know, you know, like I said, because
0: it was something that happened to me well a, a traditional sleep paralysis ink thing happened to me once and it was incredibly scary so if anyone else has got stories of sleep paralysis or if paralysis or if anyone knows why so many people experience the same thing if there's some psychological or scientific reason why everybody's story seems very very similar that'd be good to know as well
1: yeah absolutely yeah so, um, keep well, an that, eye out for the hat man. Well, that was great, Ben. That was really good. I, I'm just waiting for somebody to say they've seen someone in a fez and... <laughs> God, not like that. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Cooper's come back to do
0: one last routine. Um, I don't know if people in America will know Tommy Cooper, but one of the funniest
1: men ever... Oh, absolutely. Ever. Funniest comedians ever. And uh, literally died on live television.
0: Do you do that great story when he was actually in Morocco or somewhere or Egypt or somewhere like that? And he went into a shop and bought a fez, bought a new fez. So he was, oh, yeah. he was a comedian who was famous for wearing a fez. So he goes into the shop and uh, he buys the fez. And the guy behind the counter goes, Oh, just like that, just like that. And he goes, Oh, you're a fan of mine. He goes, no, anybody who comes in this shop and buys one of these goes just like that, just like that. <laughs> didn't know he was a silver, everybody. Any Brit that came into the shop by buy a fez was because they would like Tommy Keefer.
1: Well, I don't know if this is true because um, pub quizzes aren't always 100% reliable and I didn't actually check this fact, but I was doing a Zoom pub quiz a couple of weeks ago and the question was what was the advert they cut to after he died on stage because very anyone who doesn't know Tommy Cooper was in the middle of doing a performance live on ITV the commercial station in the UK and he fell over and the director after a couple of seconds realized it wasn't part of the act and the only thing they could do was cut to an ad break and apparently the first uh, ad was for toilet duck which is oh. uh, a sort of a uh, toilet bleach and it just it sort of feels, um, yeah, it's a real, really sad end that yeah, for, your death for. should be serenaded by an advert for Toilet Duck. I
0: think he'd have found that funny, though, Tommy Cooper. Yeah, he probably would, yeah. Wow, that's, that's really set my brain erasing. The kind of scriptwriter in me is already pulling it together and I've got a vision of my 2D character and, yeah... That's amazing. That's that went all over the place, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite one to um condense down because there are so many stories it, of the Hatman.
0: You're you're right. It feels like four or five episodes of the X-Files all merged into one, yeah, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's other um sort of tropes that come in there. Like when I first sort of found, started reading about the Hat Man and his appearances to people in um, Sleep Paralysis, you've got to think that um, that is where the people who wrote Nightmare on Elm Street kind of got their ideas from. That was from. a
0: fedora, was it? Or it was very similar to a fedora? It's very it?
1: similar, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that they took anything from uh, necessarily the Hat Man, but that idea of something evil coming to you in your sleep yeah, you can. That there's you know, there was a lot to play with in well, that. That, that was
0: classic sleep paralysis stuff as well, wasn't it? Right, F- yeah, Freddy Krueger. Because it was like, there's so many. I mean, I know it's a bit of a horror movie trope, but you know, there were so many bits of oh, I've woken up, ah! and that <laughs> yeah. Was ex- yeah. That, and that was exactly what my sleep paralysis experience was like. It was like a scary bit of waking up and going. God, thank God that's over, and then looking, and it's like, it's not over, there's one in the
1: corner, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that would be terrifying, that would be terrifying. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's so many of those kind of horror movie tropes that are in this idea as well. It's, it's, yeah, really, really sparked the imagination. But I I would love to know that idea of sleep paralysis, why, apart from some kind of paranormal reason... Why everybody would be experiencing the same thing would be amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that when you were talking about um, how it's associated with alien abductions, um, there would be people who would say, Oh, like we were talking about fairies, whatever is in the consciousness, is it fairies? Is it aliens? Is it demons? It's whatever is popular. But I'm like, I think that's why it's so strange that a man in a fedora should pop up because that isn't popular culture. Nobody is yeah. going around going, <laughs> "Gonna be abducted by a man in a fedora." And, and,
0: and two dimensional seems quite random as well. And
1: two dimensional, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. The, well, the the monk that you saw that was three
0: dimensional, was it? Yeah, as for I, I, I had no sense of it being a two dimensional thing. No. Right, right, yeah. Um, well. If you're listening to this before
1: bed, sweet dreams. <laughs> and it, I thought you were gonna say, if you are the hat man and you are listening to this, yeah. let yeah. us know what your name is because it
0: seems rude calling you the hat man. See, I'm thinking now, looking so looking at your fedoras in your photos, those people of the fifties, they mm. they look very different to the um the uh Walter White breaking bad fedoras. So are there different types of fedoras or, or, or Do Balsa White not have a fedora? Are they like three-quarter fedoras? I need to find Uh, out more about hats.
1: um, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Uh, Because I know people get this is my hat thing because I I really like the kind of Trilby style fedoras uh, and uh, I wonder if they're a similar thing. They're, They're a bit smaller. Trilby. But sorry, this this. Is nothing well, to
1: apparently, do
0: apparently. Appar-
1: yeah. apparently, Walter White wears a pork pie hat.
0: Ah, so it's not a fedora. So that makes sense. The fedoras no, are it's the similar, bigger, though, isn't it? It is, but it's a bit more um, trilby, which is a pork pie hat. Yeah. So, yes, we're, uh, that is of no benefit to anyone listening to a paranormal podcast, but it just went through my head. Maybe we
1: should stop on that note. <laughs> I, I like the ones with a boiled egg in the middle. Anyway. <laughs> excellent. Well, that was... That was, that was <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs>
0: oh, enough, enough, enough. <laughs> so... Uh, anyway um (laughs) well that was uh that was fantastic and um i think next week ben we're gonna do a little bit of uh a review of our favorite bits of 2020
1: a review of the year
0: yeah we're gonna do that so uh definitely uh as as i'm sure you will we've got very loyal audience but definitely come back Next Monday to uh, to hear that episode, because that's going to be a really good one. Yeah.
1: Um, I, can you believe we've been doing this before we knew
0: what COVID was? I know. I know. It's been incredible years. One of the good things about 2020, doing the podcast, I've got to say. Um, but we'll have plenty of time for that. So, me, yeah, me and Ben next week will be doing a bit of a review of the stuff that we've done over the last year. We'll have a glass of mulled wine in hand, and, uh, yeah, it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. And as always, thanks for listening and if if you could uh if you like it and you are not ashamed to tell your friends, please tell your friends, because uh every time you share one uh of our podcast with your friends, an angel gets its wings, yep. and more importantly, it makes it all the more worthwhile to um do all the uh the research and work that um we yep. put in to putting these things together.
0: Yeah, if we can double our listeners, then me and Ben will become three-dimensional beings.
1: (laughs) That's right, yes. And I can upgrade from this shabby cap to uh, a proper grown man's hat.
0: A couple of fedoras for Christmas. Excellent. All right, well, we'll see you next time on the Quantum Mechanics.
1: (laughs) See you next time.
0: Quantum Mechanics